but guys like even though we've critiqued it quite a lot the truth of the matter is my love for Mustar is legendary among korean drama fans and i just want to know what do you guys why do you think that is why is it still referenced like in every list when i started watching k dramas of like top k drama shows it always comes up in the top five slots welcome to the podcast african soulmates a podcast that is dedicated to reviewing korean dramas otherwise known as k dramas your hosts are myself nomsa melissa and Melizwe. We love K-dramas and in this podcast you can expect to hear all of our criticisms, praise, bashing and banter about everything K-drama, at least the ones we've watched. Hello, hello, hello soulmates. We are back for another episode and today we're actually reviewing our first fantasy show of the season. So I'm going to call on Namsa to, you know, first of all, tell us what the show is and then perhaps give us a little summary before we get into the details. Okay, sure. I actually don't know why I was nominated to give the summary for this one because we all know fantasy is Melissa's favorite genre, but it's okay. Let me see if I can give Melissa a run for her money with a summary. Um, so my love from a star is about a, it's about an alien his name is Domin Jun, and he landed in Earth in the Jason time. So it's like a cross between Jason era and present day. Um, you might be like, what? Why? Because he saves a girl in the Jason times, and then he's stuck on Earth for another four centuries. And so we are finding his life in now in present day after he's been stuck on Earth for four centuries. He's an alien, he's got a perfect exterior, he has special powers, and he runs into this, um, he runs into this woman who now lives in the same like place as him, I don't know, the same like condo, his ne next door neighbor. Her name is Songi and she's a celebrity and he can't stand her because she's fickle and she's petty. <laughs> and he's been on earth for so long, he's tired. Um, but it really, it's just about their love, basically, because they obviously eventually fall in love from the title. That's not even a spoiler. And um, it's about their story, how they get to know each other, how different they are, and how that opposites kind of attract. There's a whole lot of like strange things going on in there, but that's the, that's the summary of the show. It's about an alien who's stuck on Earth and meets a celebrity and how they clash and then fall in love. Awesome. Uh, Namsa, I think you did a pretty good job giving us that summary, um, but you are right. Fantasy and sci-fi, all that, that is very much in Melissa's domain. So I'm going to ask you, Mel, who are the actors? Can you tell us a little bit about, um, yeah, who plays Dong Min Yoon and Song Yi and um, also just give us a, a flavor of the kinds of characters they are? Uh Calling this show sci-fi feels like a bit of a stretch for me, to be honest. And I know like people might come for me, but it's really the only sci-fi thing about the show is that they say he's an alien. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like he, he has powers. 
I mean, sure, Namsa, he has powers, but I feel like they're all used as a plot device for their romance. What I love about sci-fi shows is that like, there's a very strong sci-fi element. And if it's a romantic sci-fi, there's also a very strong romance element, but the two can like coexist in like, in a really independent way for those who might just be interested in sci-fi can still watch it. And those who are just interested in romance can still watch it. But with my love from a star or you who came from the stars, it's, it's really just romance with someone who said, Hey, let's just make him run a little bit faster. That's, that's my sense. But anyway, that's not the question Noliza asked me. So sorry about that derail derailment. So as for the actors, the the male lead is Kim So-hoon, which we, we all know and love. Um, he's the most hi highly paid actor. So he's super rich because his, his shows are mostly hits um, and people love him. He was recently in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And we reviewed that show a couple of weeks ago. And he's just a really good actor. Um, if you're a Kim So-hoon fan or you'd love to watch some of his shows, some of the good ones are It's Okay to Not Be Okay, as mentioned, um, and Dream High before that, and Moon Embracing the Sun before that. And it's kind of interesting because if you see his body of work, he actually doesn't have that many shows. It's, this is the show that put him ahead of the game. And after this show, because it was it was such a box office hit and many people attribute it as starting the Hallyu movement. And so after the show, this is when people really wanted him to be in their dramas. But I think he's really picky on what he decides to do and, and not do. But he's loved because he's got like cross-continental fame. And then the female actress is Junji Ji Hyun, who's also similarly has not done that many shows, but people love her. And I think it's because of you who came from the stars or my love from the star, because again, it was such a big hit. You know, because of the show, I might cut this up because I'm really talking a lot, but because of the show, because she drinks chicken and beer in the show, Chicken and beer became a famous meal in Korea and other Asian countries. That's just like the level of impact that my love from a star had as a show. Another show she's been on is Legend of the Blue Sea. I don't really know any others beyond those two. But yeah, these guys are two heavy hitters. So this is like the Titanic of Korean dramas. Whew, what a rant. That was great context, Melissa, actually, because um, it's helpful for us to know who the actors are. And what I found fascinating is that they both, it's not like they have a laundry list of shows and films that they've been on, but the few that they have appeared in have really helped to cement their careers. So that's quite fascinating, um, a bit surprising to me because I was like, oh, okay, I mean, is this pretty privilege? I mean, sure, you're good, but to be the highest paid actor? But that's, you know, maybe that's an un unpopular opinion for discussion another time, if you know what I mean. 
no maybe it's like brad pitt you know how you can't say brad pitt is a bad actor but you Mm. can say he had like pretty privilege in the early days of hollywood right but now like for sure but now like his 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 shows like are now that he's a bit wrinkly a bit old people are like oh, okay he's not so bad he's actually a good actor i think that's the way i think of kim so he's not bad but he definitely gets more hype because he's pretty but once we get beyond the pretty he can go deep and actually be a really good good actor yeah no i think that's a fair fair assessment but besides um well um including those two characters that they play in in my love from a star and um just jumping on what namsa said so kim sohoon is the 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 alien called domin jun and jun ji hyun is the actress called Cheon song yi who are your favorite characters when i tell you i remember nothing i remember the main characters and that's about it um and honestly because of how much hype is around the show <laughs> So I know people are going to be so mad, but I, I barely remember. So if you ask me who my favorite characters are, like I'm picking between two. Um, but I I will say I did enjoy um, Domin Jun and how he, he was basically just disinterested in the affairs of general humans. And he was super smart and he had tried a lot of different um, professions because he'd been on earth and he doesn't age. He had been on earth for four centuries and he doesn't age. So he had been everything, a lawyer, a doctor, an astronaut, I think even at some point. Um, and he had had a lot of time with humans and he's disenchanted. And he's also lo- lost the love of his life. So he's just like, what is this? He can't die. So he's, he's a little like, maybe he's actually a little depressed. I'm not sure, but I enjoyed watching him be that stoic character. He was my first um, like encounter with someone who is not interested in anything (laughs) in Korean dramas, which is a a theme, but yeah, I enjoyed. I think I'll just go with with Do Min Joon. I really didn't like Song Yi. I thought she was really annoying. And (laughs) yeah, so maybe that's my worst character. But I'm picking between two. What a mess! But Nomsa, sorry. When you said love of his life, wasn't his love the love of his life like twelve? I really struggled. That's what blocks my mind about my love from a star. Exactly. <laughs> yep. The biggest problem. That, maybe that's show. why it's not a show for me. Maybe that's why it's not a show for me. Because yes, he yeah. lost his life, but she was twelve. What? Yeah, I just keep remembering like the the Juice on era parts, and then. And the love of his life also, it was like he saved her from like slavery or something. They barely spoke like two sentences, right? If I remember correctly, it was just so weird. And then Song Yi looked like her, right? Or is that a spoiler? At this point, guys, if we're spoiling a show from 2002, I don't know. know. From 2013. Sorry, it just gives me 2002 vibes with that hair, with that, um, was it the fringe? Sorry, my bad, 2013. <laughs> but yeah, does anyone know exactly what was the storyline with that, with the love of, love of his life and the connection with Songi? It was quite confusing. He, so he saved the love of his life back in the day 
And that was actually the reason why he was ended up being stuck on Earth for another four four centuries because he while he was saving her, he missed his window to go back home. And then Songi, when she was a child, looked like this the girl that he saved back in the day. So it's almost like she was reborn into Songi, at least from his perspective. So she so he sees pictures of her when she was young and he keeps feeling drawn to her. And he's just like, what's happening here? And also maybe another spoiler is that uh, Songi and Domi Jun actually meet, right? When she's that age. And it's a similar kind of, well, it's, a, it's the present day equivalent of him saving this young girl. Um, but she almost has no recollection of what that man looks like, but she knows that there's this love of her life. Um, the guy who saved her and you know for the longest time she can't remember what he looks like but she just knows that that was her man and that sort of prevents her or maybe she uses it as an excuse to not um, return the affections of this other guy who um, I think he's played by Park Hae-jin his name was Lee Lee Hee-kyung and um, actually he was one of my one of the the characters that I found to be quite quite likable. I mean, he was quite obsessed with um, Songi, but there was a love there where even if even when she wasn't paying attention to him um, or giving him the time of day, he's really there. Like, okay, but I want you to be happy. Um, I'll be patient. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then you know, even when she's like, "Bruh, I'm really," it's never gonna happen. He's like, "Okay, fine, fine. I'll fight that guy," but. At the end of the day, I just want you to be happy. So yeah, I think that was just a, a roundabout way of me saying, even for her, there was this connection to an older man. And again, we're back in that icky territory of, in that case, you know, a 400 something year old <laughs> and, and this young girl developing that kind of connection. Yeah, icky is the word. And it's like, it's such a common theme with Korean dramas and I just I just don't get it like I wish I could speak to someone in the industry and be like what is this obsession with this with this age dynamic um with with Korean dramas but that's like a dark core I never come out of as to my questions around my favorite characters like I really think this was the first time I was interested in a villain um, and it's played by um, Shin Sung Rock, who I'm actually a big fan of. And he he plays the brother of the character played by Park Hae-jun that Noli just mentioned. And he's just so vile. And it's like his deep set eyes. And he's just like, I I don't even remember why he, he, he wanted to kill Songy, I actually don't even remember what that storyline was, but every time he was on screen, I just had like chills, and that was my first experience with like how villains can bring so much to the story. And since then, um, Shin Sung Rock has has been in other shows where he he's a good person, and like I just always see him as this bad boy that you want to just change and just like. Be like I'm here for you. I want to save you because he just he just does bad so well. Even when he's good, he seems like he might just end up being bad. So I definitely love that character. 
an annoying character for me was Yuna, who I definitely, I just, she's such a sweet actress. If you guys remember her, she is in, what's the show called? Touch Your Heart. Yeah, she's in Touch Your Heart. And she's also in Goblin. She's, she's actually had quite a number of shows, not necessarily where she's a male lead. I mean, where she's a female lead. But in My Love from a Star, she's just like so annoying. She's just so jelly. Like, how do you live your life being <laughs> so jealous? Oh my goodness. A bestie you detesty because that's really who she is, right? So her character is you, Semi. And um, in the history of her friendship, friend, frenemyship with Song Yi, um, it's almost as if Song Yi has always gotten all the attention and then she is the, the sidekick. Um, that people only think about afterwards or just as an, uh, uh, what's the word? Just as an attachment, a handbag, you know, she's Songi's handbag. Um, and I think she just has some really deep-seated insecurities that play out in the show, right? Where she just, when Songi is living her best life and at the height of her her career, um, Semi is just there smiling, but boiling with jealousy and envy on the inside and then um spoiler when the tables turn you know she she also becomes a mean girl where she's like I'm finally in a position where I can pay you back for all the things that you did to me and it's like what a toxic friendship how did you guys last this long together you know I mean they both needed each other for whatever reason but oh my goodness I was like get this woman off the screen because she's a mess a hot mess right for me it was just how slimy semi was like and i guess they were both like this because i mean we can't we can't put this past songi songi was also terrible when she first started out when we meet songi wow this show humbled her because she was a really haughty mess and then she fell from glory and then she became humble or whatever but um semi what for me it was so slimy so it was this thing of like you're not openly saying what your issue is with 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 the whole situation you're pretending you're fine with it and when the tables have turned you do things like calling him being like honey i found you a role you can be my supporting car like you know what i mean like that like sneaky slimy like i'm trying to i'm pretending i'm into you but really i'm actually snubbing you like just I, I, they they never had like open fight. They would just do these like sneaky, slimy, drop one-liners to hurt each other and then smile and be like, oh, anyway, see you. I was like, what's happening? What's happening here? <laughs> so yeah, I also did like Sebi, that's true. And like, for me, if, if these two things I hate, it's like misogynistic male leads and annoying female leads those are the two things that can cut me out a drama so quick and song Yi reminds me of what's her what's her what's her name and she was pretty it's like why are you so over the top like stop like the energy you're giving is too much you need to tone it down like i don't know if the director is telling you that the slapstick comedy works but it's not it's not working <laughs> It's not. And that's how I felt about Songi the whole time. Um, and I guess that that brings me to the next question around what did you guys think about 
character development. So we hated Songyi at the start. Dong Minjo had Dong Minjun. He had so many issues at the start. How did you guys feel about both of them by the end of the show? I think what was interesting with Songyi is that um, I I got a sense too that in addition to the character being written that way, her her over the topness was a it felt like a front you know for someone who's also insecure and then I was also thinking how her mom actually was another problematic character and it made me think about you know whether it's child actors or people whose management (laughs) whose parents are their managers and just how that can negatively impact their relationships and I feel as though um, she, first of all, I, and it's something that's already been mentioned, that she, she was really humbled, you know? She got to be brought to a level where it's like, okay, take away all these superficial things and actually um, confront your narcissism or, you know, just your self-centeredness, right? Because here she's met someone who could not give a hoot at least, you know, that's the energy he gave. And so it's like, okay, let me really think about how the way I treat him, uh, the way he treats me is the way I've treated, um, let's say, Lee he Kyum, um, for instance, right? So she's here. I think you see growth in how she she is in her relationships as time goes by. Um, but again, it's for me, it's a, it's a shallow show. It's hard to really say, oh my gosh, what a what fantastic character development I didn't see all that um for Domin Jun, he he went from being this super eccentric didn't really care well didn't care that much about other people around him or didn't let people in to suddenly being so attached to this woman um granted they had this history yeah. So I don't know. I think that was just a roundabout way of me saying there was some character development, but for me, it didn't feel like it was deep, deep, deep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> it's the chuckle at the end for me. Um, I think I I agree. I, I think, the, yeah, probably the biggest, um, like the character development for me was probably with Songyi. And how, yeah, she was humbled. Because when we first meet her, she is literally, she she is, (laughs) like, she expects everyone to know her. And she expects every man to be in love with her. And and then suddenly she's framed. And, you know, it's also, this is interesting. So I'm actually just coming into the side, but this, I'm going to put this in here throw a span in the works but it's also a little bit of a commentary on Korean society and how an actor's or actress's career is defined by how the people view you because she loses her fame not because of something she's done acting but because people think that she's responsible for another person's suicide might be a spoiler sorry not sorry um but like they think that she's responsible for another a fellow actress's suicide she's not it's actually it was actually like almost a murder but that's another story but that's how she loses fame it's not because she didn't act well it's not because she actually did anything but it's because of a rumor and she's completely like ostracized and she loses all her her jobs all her endorsements 
everything. So it's also, I wonder, because I mean, this is like, like we said, it's 2013, but um, I mean, there's even now there's scandals going around even now about celebrities and all of these things. And I think it's just so interesting that this show also depicts how your life can be ruined as a celebrity. And maybe it's not just Koreans, but um, it could be anyway, but your life really can be ruined. Your job can be taken away from, from you because of a rumor, because of something that people think you did or said or might not have done or said, and that's it, that's that, like you're done. Um, which isn't always the case if you work a normal nine to five. <laughs> so I think that's, that's, that for me is, it's, a, it's an interesting, so that doesn't answer the question, but I think it's just, um, it's interesting how my love from a star also shows us that kind of a social commentary on that, on how you can lose everything based on something you may not have even done, but like if, if enough people believe it, then it's, it's over for you. You're dead to me. <laughs> Nomsa, it's almost like Koreans actually have been ahead of the game with cancel culture, actually, because they've been doing cancel culture since with their celebrity scandals. Like they stand for like, <laughs> they will, sorry, they will not stand for any celebrity nonsense. And I think that's why the, the celebrities are quite humble because they know at any point, well, perceived, I perceive them as humble. I don't know what they're like in their day to day, but they definitely give off a more humble vibe than let's say Hollywood um, and African celebrities. Because if you, if you just put one foot wrong, you're done, you're out. And they don't like, no regrets, no matter how famous you are, if you have one scandal, you are off like in the black book for like forever. And I think that cancel culture is coming now into Hollywood where now like if you're in a scandal, I mean, it's just that in Hollywood, they don't call it a scandal. <laughs> like TMZ doesn't call it a scandal. But if there's something that's happened, then people start to cancel you. And it's really funny because in Africa, we don't really have cancel culture. I don't think so. Like, because our celebrities be in the ghetto, like living there with their whole families for years and years, and nobody even tries to cancel them because I like, I just wonder why, like, it's just like different standards across different entertainment uh, industries. And it's just really fascinating. And I wonder how, how long this cancel culture will continue because there's more the more social media becomes like prized into people's personal lives, the more you realize that everybody's a mess. And are we going to cancel all celebrities? Who knows? Yo, I, I'm with you, Melissa, about like the perceived humility of Korean celebrities. Cause like they're ready to apologize. They like a quarter to apologizing for being handsome. It's like, Oh, bye. Love you. And it's like, just on you. Like what? Why? Why are you? for being cute yeah so honestly i i get that there's almost like a <laughs> like koreans are so ready they're so ready to like apologize and be like oh no no it's okay like i don't know i'm just like oh they're at the mercy of the of the society truly okay so yo cancel culture that's mm, that's a big one <laughs> um so if we pivot back to our characters here, our Domin, Dominu, Dominjun, yeah, um, and Songyi, um, 
what did you think about the acting melissa sorry i just i'm dying at your cancel culture that's a big one it's almost like mel why did you bring that big ass topic in here <laughs> no i didn't mean it like that in my i think i was still trying to picture all the celebs you know in our context right when you were making the comparison between um uh you know the korean world of entertainment hollywood and then i was thinking okay nollywood and then what about in zim or south africa who actually has been canceled and how um what what does the apology tour look like and what what steps do people have to go through in order to reinstate themselves in in the public's eyes but i honestly i mean in this moment i was saying it's a big one because i was like huh? i can't even think of anyone right now because probably the cancellation wasn't even real it was just a little you know a, yeah. a soft softball apology if even that or some kind of gaslighting situation and then everyone is expected to move on because <laughs> that's how it be in these streets yeah like <laughs> africans don't even like african celebs don't even but who like you said like let, let's let's leave it for the live but um <laughs> for for the acting like i think we've mentioned this like uh kim so hoon delivers he's okay like he's never he's never bad um he's usually quite good actually but i think this character didn't have much range he just was like either stoic or kind of in love those were the two two ranges that he had to be in so i can't really comment on on um the acting there and then for me, Junji Hyun just overacted it. I thought she was just too over the top. I found her annoying. Like, next, please. Thank you, next. <laughs> <laughs> so some you know I'm about to start singing, right? You know I'm about to be like, thank you, next. Right, thank you, Ari. <laughs> um, I think I, it's so fascinating. I wonder what it's like to be um to be an actor playing an actor right like you know how much of it how much of yourself are you bringing in there and then if this character is nothing like who you are as an actress now are you almost um caricaturing that kind of actress based on i don't know it's like where where are you drawing inspiration from to to bring this kind of character to life I agree with you, Melissa. I mean, yo, no, it, it was it was overacting for me in a way that I'm like, is this still how the writers wrote this character, or are you now just doing the most? But anyway, whatever. She secured the bag, and here we are talking about her. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> another character, <laughs> another character. I actually wanted to talk about that I forgot to mention was the the older man who plays Domin Jun's dad well, i mean he's his friend but for all intents and purposes people know him as his dad and i just thought it was funny how they would switch up the dynamic from when they're talking amongst or well, between each other as uh not even age mates because again domin june is 400 years old and but this man looks older than him so i imagined that if you for people who speak korean um, I, I don't remember if they were using honorifics and how they were using them and just sort of switching back and forth between that. I thought that was actually quite, quite hilarious and fascinating.
really loved their relationship. Yes, it was actually very funny. Thank you for that reminder, because as I said, I remember nothing from the show. So this is actually like, oh, yes. Um, but yes, that was that was hilarious because at some point they they'd be like besties kind of and then they would be in society and then they would have to like switch to like father son kind of language. But then also it's like, but actually this guy's actually older than me, but he looks younger. It was wild. But I, I remember that. I also enjoyed that. But guys, like even though we've critiqued it quite a lot, the truth of the matter is my love for Mastar is legendary among Korean drama fans and i just want to know what do you guys why do you think that is why is it still referenced like in every list when i started watching k dramas of like top k drama shows it always comes up in the top five slots and i don't know if it's because it made the way for other k dramas so maybe like it's it's like an icon in that sense but why do you guys think that people still reference this and it's still almost considered like the gold standard of what it means for K dramas to cross cultures and and borders. I'm I'm confused. Oh, mm-hmm. I would be lying if I even tried to give any reasons because you know my unpopular opinion is that this show is low key overrated. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But um yeah maybe i need to just think about it for a moment <laughs> no i'm so maybe you have some ideas but i i'm stuck i'm stuck on this one <laughs> oh um sorry you how you didn't put me on the spot when you just made me laugh like that um so i think it could possibly be that it's like one of those those shows like um i don't know what would what we would call one of those like big shows i wouldn't use titanic but i guess yeah maybe one of those big shows where you you even watch them when you're younger as well and you're just like wow 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 because if i think about the shows that like if i compare like um my love from a star to boys of the flower it's better it's actually better and i mean people go crazy for boys of the flowers but my love from a star is better quality it's better acting at least in my opinion and it's something that you could actually like, you know, put forward back in the day into the international community and be like, here's something from Korea. So maybe that's how it it also became famous. Like, it's like, it's not terrible. It does have some character development. There's love story in there. It, people love a good man with superpowers as well. Like, who doesn't want a bay with superpowers? Who can, who can find you no matter where you are? <laughs> Come on. So maybe that's what it is. Like it's 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 you know the classic storyline of like a hero falling in love with uh, someone with superpowers falling in love with you know you know the Spider Man and Mary Jane vibe I guess. So maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know. I'm just offering some some opinions, but I I'm definitely on the team Noli. Like I don't hear it. Yeah, Namsa. No, I think the more you say it, it makes sense, right? Because and actually. Maybe an equivalent I would think of is E.T. That was a huge hit and it's a particular kind of genre. Disclaimer, I, ha- I haven't watched E.T., but I know, you know, it was a huge hit. And it could be that My Love from a Star, it's all these things coming together. You have different kinds of genres. You have a really popular actress, um, you know, leading the show. You also have this 
young, handsome Fachai as the second lead. Um, and, you know, it could also be that, I don't know who the, the screenwriter is, but maybe that was also a big name, a heavy hitter. So for people, it's like, wow, this is bound to, to be a successful show because of all these elements. And sure enough, here it comes shaking the tables and it's a, a culture um, shifter in a way because, you know, as one example was cited earlier, it's the, the chicken and beer suddenly being a thing. You have the lipstick that uh, Songye used to wear. I'm sure that also became a thing that people were like, oh my gosh, must get that, must get that. So yeah, I mean, that's that's an attempt at trying to explain why. Maybe you, I, you just had to be there at the time it was coming out to really understand. And here I am watching many years later, um, having started with other kinds of shows, but um, I can imagine it being a moment at that time yeah and i remember i read somewhere but i was just like i didn't go deep into it because i was like come on it's really it was that um my love from the star has elements of the little prince have you guys have either of you read the little prince yes yes le petit prince mm, le petit prince exactly <laughs> sorry uh, prince prince <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know how to say Never mind. It. I was just trying to copy Namsa, but I ain't trying to say it in French. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, apparently it has a little, some elements of that, like just the idea of like loneliness and not really being able to identify what uh, like things that are important. And also, if you guys remember the little prince, like he travels a lot, right? Like he he goes to different places and he becomes different things and Dongmin Jun does the same thing. So like when I read that, I was like, are you just trying to make this deep when it's not that deep? But maybe there was there's some like elements of truth in that because those are the stories that like um, people resonate with people. Like if you think about how The Little Prince is just such a well-known and well-loved story. And it's like those elements of truly discovering oneself that people find fascinating. But again, I haven't read The Little Prince in so long, so I don't know if it's, if this is true or not. But I'm just also trying to throw my hat in the ring as to why people love my love from this stuff. <laughs> when I truly don't get it, I truly don't get it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, like you said, all these things could be true, but at the end of the day, you know, some of us, watched it and you're like huh okay fine but kind of shallow so the think piece is it uh, there's just a bit of a disconnect but anyway it is what it is <laughs> people watch they enjoy it and it's still you know it still shows up as you said in people's top top list top 10 top whatever list and i think following the the release of the show it probably then inspired um many other many other shows, many other script writers, many other actors and actresses as well. So yeah, it had its moment and we are still probably seeing some of those, um, some of that impact in ways that we may not recognize to this day. Yeah, Noli, that's such a good point. I think I can end this part of the conversation and saying, I may not understand why people love my love from the star so much, 
but I understand its influence in the K-drama entertainment industry and why it was so important to be almost one of those first shows that led people to love K-dramas and start watching K-dramas and discover that there's so much more um, and there's so many other good shows available. I can respect that. All right. Well, good people. Shall we rate the show? Shall we rate the show? Dolly, lead us. Lead us. We are ready. Okay. So for first time listeners of the show, our rating scale is pieces of Korean fried chicken from one to five with five being the very best, the absolute best. So I'm going to hand over to Melissa, actually invite Melissa to give us her rating, her KFC rating of My Love from a Star. Oh, this is so difficult. I think this has been my most difficult rating so far. Um, because like we did critique it a lot, but like I said in the end there, like I can respect where the show is coming from and the time it was in and what it was trying to achieve. And I do like Kim Sohoon, like I'm a fan of his. Um, so my rating, I think, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Okay, come back to me, Namsa, please go first. I need more time. Okay, so for me, I would give it, um, let the record show, I am a big Kim Soo-hyun fan. Like, I, I don't even, I don't even think his acting is okay. I think it's great. I think it's, it's fantastic. And um, I, I think he's pretty and I don't mind if he has pretty privilege, I say come through. Like he's got some nice abs. I don't mind, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. So I am, but I'm giving the show a three, a flat three um, because I couldn't really remember it. So it didn't stay in my mind. Like it was one of, the, but I would definitely say it's one of those shows where it's like, watch it if you're into Korean dramas, watch, you know, get into like what the dramas were like back in the day. And, and you know, it's, the, it's just like how people be like, oh, you haven't watched Titanic? You know, it's the same, it's like, oh, you haven't watched My Love from the Star? Like it's watch it for the culture. You might enjoy it, you might not enjoy it, it's up to you, but watch it for the culture, it's, it's great. It's also, if you're a Kim Soo-hyun fan, watch it, it's, it's great for that as well. Um, but in terms of the show itself, um, I think it had one song I remember, which was that you are my destiny. But like, yeah, for that, because of it doesn't really, it didn't really stay in my mind. I'll just give it a, a, a solid three. Oh my gosh, Noli, before you give your rating, I want you guys to know that you are my destiny comes up in so many dramas. I want you guys to really think about all the dramas you've watched and they always make it as a joke. I even think it's in What's Wrong with Secretary Kim where it's just a random moment and all of a sudden it's you are my destiny. It's because <laughs> that's why I think my last star is like an icon because till this day, people reference it. Even the chicken and beer thing, you know, the can I come over and have Ramyeon? There's so many things that were started in My Love from a Star that we still stand to this day. <laughs> Melissa coming through with the pop culture references. Love it. Love it, love it. Um, so I, I'm going to give this show 
a 3.9. So 3.9 pieces of KFC because, well, really for all the reasons, a combination of the reasons you both mentioned, um, the enjoyment factor was, was eight for me. Uh, the acting was, was decent, enjoyable most of the time, but also pretty annoying at other times. Um, I liked the different, the different characters and just the flavor, the texture they added to the show. But yeah, I mean, generally I was like, okay, it's a bit of a shallow one, but here we are. Um, I, I appreciate the, the influence of um, that the show has had, but again, it's hard for me. I think when I was watching it, it was hard for me to actually trace that influence to anything I had seen at the time. So yeah, a lot of it is just me now thinking retrospectively like, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, all that to say 3.9 pieces of KFC for My Love from a Star. Um, Noli, my rating for My Love from a Star is a 3.9. Um, I think I can understand what it stood for and what it try was trying to achieve. And it was one of the first shows to cross borders and like start this um, export exportation of Korean culture. And I can, I really truly respect it. If it wasn't for that, I would have given it a lower rating, but because I, I believe in what it stands for, I think it deserves a 3.9. Thank you for joining us this week on African Soulmates. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify and Google Podcasts so you don't miss new episodes every other week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend about the show and introduce us to a new soulmate. Mm-hmm.